0: I, ever I run the
1: streets and I'm running this rap shit I got bars OD, I've been running this rap shit I run this bitch like I'm my Jackson Take uh, over, the brakes
2: over, hit your brakes Cause the race over, I'm the case closer bust your whole fucking face over Yeah, what's going on everybody? It's Chad in California, this is the Route 69 podcast We are back, don't forget Route 69, your lady's favorite highway Once again, it's Chad in California Today, I will be rocking this thing all by myself. I have some guests coming up. I think you guys are going to be excited for that. I want to give a shout out to my partner, Huck. He has a new schedule going on out there in Missouri, got some things he's taking care of. So, best wishes out to him. He'll be joining me soon, and we'll have him back on next episode to pick things up where we left off. But I got to start out. There's so much going on right now, obviously. Let's send our thoughts and prayers to Ukraine during these times. I'm not really going to get into the political side of things. I don't do that kind of thing. I'm about sports and sports and sports and more sports. I'm not Tucker Carlson. I'm not Anderson Cooper. I can't even think of another person that just shows you how much I do not watch CNN, Fox News, none of that stuff. I barely watch ESPN these days because that's become a political shit show. So I'm pretty much Mad Dog Sports Radio and our buddies podcast and of course our podcast so yeah i do gotta send thoughts and prayers though because i've seen some videos and, and as a father it's just heartbreaking but i kind of want to get you know some love out that way but let's stick to the sports thing also i want to shout out to truck drivers man i mean i'm out here on the road right now in dallas it's freezing i mean it's 10 12 degrees outside there's a little ice on the road this entire city is shut down you would be surprised how many people got the day off today i mean from fast food to warehouses everything is closed out here so everyone out here be safe but i want to shout out the truck drivers who were out in california yesterday my family was able to go out there my kids were out there they got to experience and witness just people who just care about the greater good for everybody and they went out there and showed their support and sent them off as they headed out to dc on the convoy so i hope all of them drive safe and i hope everyone makes it safely and they get what they need and, and they get the resolution that everyone's looking for but now let's get into some sports the super bowl is over we haven't talked since the super bowl shout out to the rams uh they lost me a lot of money that's what happens when uh, you bet you know against joe burrow he covers the spread good teams win great teams cover shout out to joe burrow jamar chasing them boys out in cincinnati they are definitely a problem The Rams, though, I mean, they accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. They went out, they got Von Miller, they got Odell, they built up this team. They went, a lot of people would say they, you know, they bought a championship. Call it what you want. At the end of the day, Super Bowl champions, you got to feel for a guy like Aaron Donald, who's been in this league for a while now. He's, you know, regarded as one of the best to ever do it at his position, one of the best in the league on the defensive side of the ball. And when the game was on the line, man, he showed up. And, and big players make big plays in big spots. And that's exactly what Aaron Donald did. My guy, Vaughn Miller, tied for the sacks lead in Super Bowl history. He's only needed two games to get there. Shout out to Vaughn. I know he was out there playing for DT. That was big for me as a Broncos fan. And my guy, Matt Stafford. All the haters, man, I've been, I've been saying it every week after every game. He, he's going to do it. He's going to win the big one. And ah, he can't do it. He, he can't win the big one. He's a stat stuffer. He ain't shit. He didn't do shit in Detroit. Well, Detroit ain't fucking L.A. And he got a Super Bowl ring. I know the haters are pissed. And then after the Super Bowl came the Hall of Fame talk. And I'm here for it, man. Honestly, I mean, put him in the Hall of Fame. You want to look at guys like Kurt Warner, Warren Moon. uh, Who else? I mean, we could throw out a ton of quarterbacks. I'll, I'll even go recent. You know, you want to talk about Phillip Rivers or Big Ben or Eli. I think Matt Stafford is right there in that conversation. Obviously, he wasn't in that draft class. Big Ben has always had that Steelers defense around him. He, he has made plays. Obviously, he lost his legs and, and just went to shit after that. Eli is a tough one. He has the two rings, and they're both against Brady, so that's really strong in his favor. I, I just don't see it, though. I, he, I mean, for some reason or another, those two runs were magical, and he got hot, and i respect due to Eli for that, but I just can't get behind the Eli bandwagon. I mean, he throws way too many picks, and that's that's rich coming from a guy who loves Matt Stafford. But I I just don't see it. I mean, there was plays left and right in those two Super Bowls that just broke perfectly for the Giants. And you had Tuck, and you had JPP, and you had Strahan. You had all these guys on the defensive line, which is Tom Brady's biggest weakness when he gets pressured. And I mean, you had the Tyree catch, Brandon Jacobs, you know, there was just so many things going for, for the Giants. And you credit them, you can't take it away from them, but... I don't know, man. I think Rivers is probably the best comp with with Stafford. Just two dudes who just, I think, balled out their whole career. Rivers always seemed to come up a little short. But, I mean, when you're playing Brady every year in the playoffs, what do you expect? You know, he had Vincent Jackson. He had LT for a little bit. Antonio Gates. I I like Rivers, man. I mean, I didn't like him when he was playing because I'm a Broncos fan and he's talked that shit. You know, come after Jay Cutler, get popped. But... I think Rivers and Stafford are right there. I think they both deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Eli, I know he has two rings, man. You you can polish those things up and tell your grandkids about them. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. There's no room. There's no room in the Hall of Fame for Eli Manning. So, shout out to the Rams. The NFL season is over. Now what do we do? I mean, we're at a point now where I hope you like NASCAR because you can watch. You know, Daytona 500 just happened and it's kind of heating up in in the NASCAR series, but. There's not much, man. Uh, You know, baseball, unfortunately, what's baseball? I mean, we might not even know what baseball is in the next 5, 10 years. They're in a lockout right now. It doesn't seem like they're getting any steam. As we stand right now on a Thursday, they have until Monday to come to a deal or we're going to lose games. Once we lose games, people lose money, then we'll see what happens. If people get pissed, if they back down, if they fold just to get the season going. So we're we're waiting to see what's happening with that. I, I love baseball. I want baseball to be here for a while. I think baseball has a lot of shit they need to fix. I'll get into that a little bit later with one of our guests. But just generically speaking, they got to figure this shit out, man, because it's going from America's pastime to literally American history. We're not going to see the game anymore, and it, and it's a shame. So baseball, pull your heads out of your ass, figure it out. We got the NBA All-Star break. We're getting ready to get back into action tonight. The All-Star game was, I mean it is what it is it's what you expect it's better than the Pro Bowl but not by much Uh, you know first quarter second quarter a lot of I wouldn't even say playground basketball because I've seen better defense and pickup games at the YMCA so I mean just guys kind of doing their own thing obviously you don't want to get hurt you want to have fun Uh, fans like the 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 excitement of the dunks and the layups and and the three-point shooting of Steph Curry he put on a fucking show I mean he was shooting turning around staring at the fans the the still photos of that after the fact i mean they're classic i'm sure people have those all over their iphone all of their laptops their wallpapers it it was a night to behold for sure for steph curry i wish i would have thought about the fact that it was in cleveland and they were going to boo him i would have put a couple bucks on curry to win mvp that's something you think about later and you know a missed opportunity there but curry went out he brought it and you got to respect him man he's probably the greatest shooter we've ever seen shout out to reggie miller that was my era, Steph Curry, but Steph is the man. LeBron with the game-winner in Cleveland, of course. Uh, we all knew that was going to happen in that situation. LeBron's a weird cat, man. I mean, he's talking about going back to Cleveland now, and, you know, they're interviewing and I'm asking him about Garland and Allen as far as Cleveland All-Stars, and he says, well, there's a third, and the reporter kind of looks stunned, and he's like, well, I am. You know, its I mean, if you're a Lakers fan, you don't like that. I, there's no way you can like that. But it's typical LeBron, things are getting bad. So he's pointing fingers, he's getting ready to pack his bags and get the fuck out. He's using his son as an excuse, saying that him and Bronny want to play together. I don't even know if Bronny Bronny is an NBA player. I mean, we killed LeVar Ball for two to three years for doing this with LaMelo and and LiAngelo. And now, I mean, here we are again, same shit. So, you know, Lonzo, I, I just don't know. I think is LeBron... You know, the next LeVar Ball, is he pumping up his son to get him into the league because he knows he's not quite there? Because if you watch Sierra Canyon games, Bron's not the best player on the floor when he plays in these AAU tournaments. He's not, you know, two, three best player on the court at a time. So we'll see what happens there. But obviously, if you're the Timberwolves, if you're the Hawks, if you're the Pacers, and LeBron's guaranteeing he signs with you if you pick his son, well, it's a package deal. You do what you do, you get them in, and you go from there. You sell tickets and you try to rebrand your franchise. So we got LeBron always in the news, obviously, in the NBA. I think what was cool about the NBA All-Star Game was the All-75 team. It was cool to see some people there. KD wasn't able to make it, from what I understand. Uh, his grandma passed away, so obviously you expect that. You know There were some other guys. Larry Bird wasn't there, and I think he was higher than Bill Walton when they introduced him. I mean, he was staring around didn't know where to wave on camera it was pretty funny it was nice seeing the greats out there though you know seeing Ray Allen walk by KG and KG kind of give him a little smirk you know you had LeBron on stage Kawhi the moment for Kobe when everyone you know kind of went crazy a little bit watching Vanessa tear up that was a big moment if you're a sports fan just seeing all those greats man some people I've never heard of I will take issue I know you got to respect your elders respect history Ah, there's no way some of those guys are better than Tracy McGrady. Uh, I think Tracy McGrady is for sure a sure-fired All-75 guy. Mellow's on there. I love Mellow. I-, I just... I'm not sure, man. I-, I-, I put T-Mac in mind. I know he doesn't have any rings. Um, You can't just go off of highlights. I understand that. By the way, shout-out to Iverson and T-Mac for their verses. It was what I expected. I mean, it's, it's tough to do that without music. I mean, with highlights, the host was not she didn't do herself any favors she was kind of fucking butting in and, and kind of giving away the play before it happened i think irison held back a little bit Mac held back a little bit as far as their highlights go but overall i mean it was cool to watch but the 75 team it was fun just something to, to kind of look into and, and just show us history and, and you know there's a lot of new guys on there obviously current players so you know old with the new and kind of combine them a little bit and just see what's going on there We got march madness coming up i'm excited for that i've been hammering the college board i I love betting college basketball it some say it could be a problem i would say you're right um you know luckily for me i blocked the 1-800 gambler number so i don't have to even worry about that but if you are paying attention you should hammer middle tennessee state they're always a lock i mean just to show you how far i go down i love betting the horizon league i mean wright state oakland youngstown cleveland state indiana purdue fort wayne i mean look into it folks there's money to be made in these smaller conferences if you dig in deep and try to find these teams you know sprinkle some money on yale every now and then look around the mountain west conference obviously they're bigger than than the horizon league is but i'm telling you right now there if you dig deep and follow this shit, it it might become a problem but it could become a profitable problem and uh you know the blue bloods are starting to come around i'll say that you know duke they're young kentucky's young kansas those three teams, I'm telling you, a lot of people had them. You know, mid of the of the pack. You know, 10 through 15 range as far as the top 25 goes. We have Purdue up there, Gonzaga, um, Auburn, who I do not believe in. They're 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 a mess. I mean, they're sporadic as it gets. Arizona, I don't trust them. I don't really trust any team in the Pac-12. I'm telling you right now, obviously, I have to see the bracket. I have to see where they're at in the bracket. But Duke, Kentucky, and Kansas can easily be in the Final Four and kind of bring back that blue blood mentality because my Tar Heels for sure ain't... I don't even know if we're going to make the fucking tournament. We got to have probably a big showing in the ACC tournament. Syracuse is on the bubble. They're probably not going to get in unless they make a run. So the way it's looking, I mean, you can have... Baylor is a good team, but their injuries and they're so inconsistent. There's a lot of talent out there across the board, but... I'm telling you Duke, Kentucky, Kansas and Gonzaga can easily be the Final 4 and it, it it would be exciting to you know see Calipari out there, Coach K on his last run, you know, as much as I hate him, I still respect him, kind of that Brady thing, that Kobe thing where you can't stand him cuz he beats your ass every year, but at the end of the day you're going to miss him when he's gone. And then Kansas, I know Bill Self, you know, once the once the calendar switches to March he turns into a pumpkin but there's something about that kansas team that that they just seem consistent they seem locked in and ready to roll so i'm excited for all that but i'm most excited actually right now to welcome our next guest he is what i would say the prince of mad dog sports radio and i'm not talking about the singer i'm talking about royalty he is giant baltimore what's going on man What's going on, Chad? Good to be on the show. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing all right. It's always a pleasure. I just want to say I'm a big fan, obviously. Uh, Love your work. First off, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out the podcast. Uh, I'm going to tell it like it is. Is with Jai. He does his thing on there. I'm telling you, man, it's a listen. It's, he has talent. It feels weird. I'm only 33 to call him a kid, but I'm saying it now. This kid has talent. He has a future. So if you got time, if you know, listen. If you don't have time, make time. You have to listen to this podcast. Jai is a rising star getting ready to explode. Right, well, I
1: appreciate that, Chad. You know, try to uh, build up the portfolio, try to expand my uh, my level of expertise within the sports media business, but I appreciate you for saying that. I'm a telecast podcast presented by
2: Manscaped. That's right, exactly. So first off, Jai, I mean, Man, bro, the voice, bro. I mean, you got the James Earl Jones, my man. It it, it stands out, bro. It, I'm telling you right now, you're an old soul, but it's a compliment. Totally a compliment. You're, you're bright beyond your years. I, I love it, man. Tell the folks, I, I remember a few years ago you were calling, you were still in high school. How, how old are you now, Jai? I will turn 20 this upcoming spring okay oh so we got one more year that we're gonna fly you out to Cali and have and we're gonna have some fun man at 21st so we'll meet up in Vegas and do something for you we're gonna have a good time
1: <laughs> absolutely
2: so yeah so yeah, you know it, it's fun listening to you uh I take it I, I don't know what you're doing after high school but I remember hearing you call and say this is kind of what you want to get into so is, is this the future man is this what what the goals are to to, to make it big and, and be a journalist be on the be on air and and kind of just educate us on a daily on a daily well, the
1: goal is to uh the goal is to become a national sportscaster in the tv and radio realm uh i'd like lo- i'd lo- absolutely love and it'd be a dream of mine to have my own uh, sports talk afternoon drive show uh preferably on SiriusXM mad dog sports radio but whichever uh company whichever Outlet gives me an opportunity, gives me the chance. Uh, I'll be eternally grateful for it. Um, and then the uh, and then goal one B is to become a uh, is to become a play by play guy, and to work at either CBS, NBC, ESPN slash ABC, Fox, doing play by play for uh, baseball, football, and if the schedule uh, warrants uh, college basketball
2: or the NBA. Man, that's, that's huge, bro. I'm telling you right now, like, when I when I was your age, dude, going back, you know, coming up through high school, obviously playing sports, uh, you kind of see the right. silver lining and you know, you know what, um, I'm getting towards, you know, senior year in high school, I'm not going to be what I was, when I, you know, what, what I thought I was going to be when I was a kid. We're not all going to be Aaron Rodgers. We're not all going to be, you know, Kobe and LeBron. So you start to pivot to journalism and you start doing that. And I'm going to tell you, man, it was hard to stay focused. And, you know, I started, you know, hanging out with the girls and I started, you know, hanging out at the parties and getting all that. But to hear you, man, at, at an age like that, when I was, you know, sitting here trying to be the next Lil Wayne and for all the wrong reasons and doing all the things that he was doing, you over here, you know, talking about CBS, you know. Starting to kick off with, with Jai, you know, and, and announcing the game. I think it's it's attainable, dude. I think you got dreams, and I, I think you got the the passion and the talent to get there. So, I'm rocking with you, man. I'm, I'm on your side for sure. So, let's start with football, man. I, it It's a sour subject, I bet. But at the same time, man, looking back, I mean, if I'd have told you last year, Jai, man, you know what? Your Bengals, they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, bro. They're not going to win, but they're going to get there. You probably have been like, shit, dude. I mean... Nah, you're crazy, Chad. Like, you must be drinking, man. Like, you know, we got a young quarterback. We, li- we-, we like Chase. But the Super Bowl, I don't think quite yet. And, and here you are, man. You're-, you're shit. I'd say a couple, you know, yellow flags away from-, from being a champ. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, you put it absolutely perfectly. You know, if you would have told me February of 2021 that uh, about a year later that my Bengals would, A, a- win more than seven games, B, win the division, C, win a playoff game, and D, win the whole enchilada in the AFC and go to the Super Bowl, I would have had you drug tested and uh, and had you, wanted your brain to be donated to science when you die immediately. <laughs> because nobody outside of the players within that locker room and the coaching staff nobody outside of the cincinnati bengal organization in terms of the players and the coaches expected nor predicted them to be playing in the super bowl in in this 2021 nfl season i didn't expect it, i didn't see it coming i predicted this team to go seven and ten uh and, and i've and people have told me and have mentioned came at me and mentioned me on twitter Instagram, wherever you know, say, "Weren't you the guy that said that said the Bengals that they weren't going to go anywhere, that their season was over, they weren't going to make the playoffs?" Blah 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 blah. I say, "Yeah, I did," you know, because I thought at seven six when they lost to the San Francisco 49ers that the season was over. You know, they had they did not look like a playoff team by any stretch of the imagination. It was like a whole um mediocre, competitive but mediocre football team. That you know that gets bailed out because of the high end talent of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and I was like, this team's not made it to the playoffs. I mean, we could, I mean, and, and keep in mind the week before they had gotten their dope, they had gotten their teeth kicked in by the Los Angeles Chargers at home in their building. So I'm like, and then and then of course you remember on Halloween they lost they lost to Mike White in the New York Jets after uh, embarrassing the Ravens on the road. So I was like, this team you know, that competitive. Better season, you know, seven wins. Yeah, they were at 7-6 at that point in time, so if they were to lose the last four games of the season, finish 7-10, and 10, and nailed my prediction right on the button, it would have been disappointing. It would have been agonizing. But in the grand scheme of things, the season would have been a success because the previous year they had won, what, like three, four games. So they were still, like, moving in the – as soon as they got their fifth, sixth, seventh wins of wins the season, their season, they, they could can, they can only go up. Because their season was going to be a success, but you know, I, I did not anticipate them making it making it to the Super Bowl. I mean, seeing them win their first playoff game of my lifetime is something special, especially dealing with the with just with the heartache of 2009 losing to the Jets, all those consecutive playoff losses, home and on the road to the Texans, back to back to the Colts at home to the Chargers. I mean, it, it was just really, really special. Uh, that, we got that, fir- that we got that first playoff win in over 30 years, first playoff win in my lifetime, uh, and the fact that it came against the Raiders, the, t- the team that began, the team that we lost to, that began that playoff drought, and the fact that we beat the Raiders uh, in order to end it, you know, kind of is, is excellent because the whole like the whole drought and the whole circle of futility kind of came full circle. Uh, ending on that uh, Saturday night in mid January. But I had never, I, you know, them walking into Tennessee, beating the number one seed of Titans, and Burrow getting sacked nine times just absolutely sensational. Winning their first ever playoff game in the history of the franchise, mind you. Also, it's just something special. And ending that little mini drought slash curse beating the tennessee titans the number one seed and they walk into kansas city down 21-3 i said i remember sitting sitting in my chair slouching into my chair in the first half up until that eli apple tackle saying is this really is that this is how our season is going to end <laughs> and i gotta see the kansas city chiefs playing another freaking super bowl for a third straight year like this is how this magical tremendous season is going to end because i had a feeling in the back of my mind that Kansas City's probably gonna get their revenge and beat us a second go around after we had beat beaten them by the air of our Chitty Chin Chin the first time in week 17. And lo and behold, you know, Brady has twenty Brady and the Patriots have twenty-eight to three. Joe Burrow and my Cincinnati Bengals have twenty-one to three. Eli Apple makes a tackle. The game uh flips on his flips on its ear from there on out. And it was just a phenomenal job by the defense. Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, Jesse Bates, uh, 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 um, uh, Von Bell, Joe Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Trent Taylor, who they activated off the practice squad, you know, in the days leading up to the game, catching the game time, two-point conversion, Evan McPherson, who's a damn stud. I mean, and, and, and they play fearless, which falls on the shoulders of Zach Taylor and the coaching job that he did, but... It was just an absolutely phenomenal season, one that I will never forget for as long as I live.
2: Man, I I love the passion. I had to let you keep going there. You said something, and I want to piggyback off of it and, you know, excuse my language, but I can't fucking stand the people who who come at you, come at people and say, well, aren't you the guy that said this? Because those people are spineless, and they don't make predictions because uh, they don't have the balls to stand with them. And what you said, I'm, I'm the same guy. I'm the same way with my team. You know, we might do this. You know, we're not looking great. So you stood there and said, yeah, I am the same dude who said 7 and 10 because I'm a fucking fan of my team, and I know my team, and that's progress. That's better than we were last right. year. That's what I expect out of my team. And then if you ask me in two years, I'm not going to say 7 and 10. Now I'm going to say 10 and 7. And then I'm going to say 12 and 5. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep on going up because this team is trajecting in that direction. But for people to come out – The old takes, exposed type of people, it's the same with me, man. I'm not going to lie. No cap, bro. Halftime of the Chiefs game, and I was on the road. I wasn't able to watch it, so I'm listening on the radio. And you get a different angle on the radio. I I believe it was Baselli. I I don't know who was calling the game. But, I mean, they're just making it sound like it's a bloodbath. Like the Chiefs are just doing whatever they want. And I'm getting Bleacher Report updates. Um, I'm looking at the highlights. And I did think, you know, that last possession for the Chiefs going into the half, walking away with zero points. You had to look and say, "All right, if this game goes sideways, that's the possession to look at. But still, I went on Twitter and I said, this game's over. It's over. The fucking Chiefs, who I hate, and thank you for beating the Raiders. I'm a Broncos fan, so you know I don't like the Chiefs or the Raiders. I loved it when you guys beat the Raiders, and you heard me all postseason, man. I was a pseudo-Bengals fan. I was rooting for you guys up until you went against my favorite quarterback, and that's just because I had to have him get his so he can have a little credibility under his name. But... When I said, you know what, I bet the Bengals plus seven. Because I thought you would stay close, but I didn't think you would win. I thought you needed one more year to get past the big bad Chiefs. But you guys proved me wrong. You proved They proved you wrong. They proved the world wrong. And that's the making of a franchise. That's the making of a dynasty. If you're a Bengals fan, whew, the sky's the limit. You got money. You got talent at all the positions. You need talent. And that talent is young. And they're great. So, if you're a Bengals fan, man, I mean, the the sky is the limit. But you, you mentioned you wanted to also do baseball and, and do some play-by-play. And, man, I think you would be great at that. You're out in Baltimore. Are you an O's fan?
1: Yes, I am. Diehard, born and raised. Uh, sadly, but, you know, I, I am an Orioles fan. But, uh, I, yeah, I... I I'm an Orioles fan, and just to get back, back to your point with the Chiefs, you know, with the, your early point with the Bengals, you know, it, 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 you know you're know, you human. And, you know, and that stuff doesn't bother me. You know, people say, well, weren't you the guy that said this, this? I'm like, yeah, I was. I'm not going to be ashamed for it. I'm not going to necessarily – I mean, I apologize for calling for Zach Taylor's job. You know, that maybe in hindsight probably was going a little overboard. But for me, having – minimal expectations or bracing slash fearing for the worst, I'm not going to apologize for that because, you know, and this is nothing against this 2021 Bengals team in general. It's nothing against Burrow, Chase, Mixon, p Ryan, Zach, it's nothing against the individuals, the coaches, and the the 53-man roster that construct of the 2021 Bengals team. When, with me being pessim, pessimistic when things look bleak, what, and me looking at and me looking at the glass half empty instead of half full, that has nothing to do with that particular team. It has to do with the Cincinnati Bengals as a franchise, as a whole, as an organization. Since I've been a fan of them, you know, they're, it, they're you know, the, the team, the individual team itself changes in various areas year to year, season to season, but it's still the same organization. And in my years of growing up as a Bengals fan, you know, I've you know, you 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 get you get used to getting a heart broken and getting disappointed on a time in, time out, year in, year out basis. So so part of like part of the problem is like being a fan of any team, especially as like never won a championship, whether whether it's the Bills, the Bengals, the Lions, the Brown, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, and 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 why and why and when you experience a run like the Bengals had, you know, until until you actually like sunk yourself in it and was like, holy crap, this is unreal, this is ridiculous. During that time where it was after the Jets game, back to back losing to the Chargers, front, you were waiting for the other shoe to drop because you've seen this movie a hundred times, seeing how the Bengals start out hot, you know, everybody thinks they're going to do something, all for them to fizzle out and flame out in the end. So I'm not going to apologize for it now will I do this now will I do it next year Mo, uh, probably most likely not because of what this team had accomplished but up but and people that and and just for you in the audience and you know, people that are wondering well why was he why did why was he calling for Taylor's job after the four why was he so negative and pessimistic in the middle of the season you have to you have to ask yourself an honest question what have the Bengals done historically? What have the Bengals done to make me think other than looking at the glass with the glass half-empty mentality? These aren't the Patriots. These aren't the uh, back in the nineties and the seventies. The Dallas Cowboys. They aren't the Pittsburgh Steelers. That they're not the San Francisco. Florida, they're not a team that over a long period of time, over a stretch of quite a few generations, have put together a, a, a resume. Of of championship top quality winning football, they haven't. Now, hopefully, during this reign with Burl and the boys in the 2020s, it's going to eradicate and change all that. But but up until this up until this season, you had you had no evidence of that, which is which is something that you know I think that the people need to understand is that when you're a fan of, when you're a fan of the team that has brought you many a pain, heartache, and suffering, you know. And, and while you're going through like that first year of, of holy crap, we're actually going to do something, there's going to be an element of waiting for the other shooter drop, looking at the glass half empty when, when things were dire and bleak. But getting back to your original point with the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Orioles fan born and raised, baseball was my first love. You can attribute that to my uh, maternal grandmother and my uh, father who introduced me to the sport and introduced me to, you know, the love of the game and baseball and connecting me with the Orioles and learning about Orioles franchise history, the all-time great players, Earl Weaver, you know, the the 66, 70, uh, and 83 World Series championships that the Orioles have won. So that, so that is, so, you know, that's the story with them. And then I ended up picking the Bengals because I, my sports horizons expanded into football and me taking the contrarian route, didn't want to root for the Ravens, didn't want to root for the Steelers because every Baltimorean, that's a that's a football fan, you know, hating the Steelers is in their blood. And the Cleveland Browns, who the hell wants to root for them? So <laughs> I naturally said I'm going to pick the team that nobody roots for, and that's going to be a Cincinnati Bengals that that shares the same color as uh, my beloved Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, but, I was going to say. I've said, <laughs> Orange yeah, and black. I've said, Right, and I've said this all the time. And because now, like, especially now that I've gotten older, football has, has taken has taken charge as my favorite as as my favorite sport out of the three that I out of the, well, really four if you can kind of sort of include golf that I like casually. But out of the three like sports that I live and die by, basketball, football, baseball. Football, you know, with over the last few years, has taken has taken that number one spot. But I have said, and it doesn't make me any less of a Bengals fan in saying this, because if, because if you get me and you get like my, my sports fandom origins, you understand why, and knowing where I'm from, is that the Orioles winning a World Series, albeit football is my, my favorite sport, and losing the Super Bowl, that feeling that I felt on Sunday night stings, it stunk, and it's going to continue to sting and, stung, and stunk until they finally win one. The Orioles winning the World Series will in some frame, form, or fashion, will mean a little bit more to me than the Bengals winning a Super Bowl. Nah, it's ju- because be- because of the hometown, because of the hometown tie-ins and the tie-ins and and, and the ties and the relationship with my family. If I am not a Bengals fan, if I if the, if I am not a Bengals fan Without without me being an Orioles fan, like I can be an Orioles fan and root for another team. I do. I am not a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals if it does not come from my love of the Baltimore Orioles. I love them so much that I picked a football team that shared the same colors as my favorite baseball team. So I'm not a Bengals fan without the Baltimore Orioles. So so uh, again, football is my favorite sport. You know uh, football you know it's just it's just nothing like the game and I had those 21 22 Sundays out of the year there's nothing like them and Super Bowl over the World Series you know every day and twice on, and twice on Sunday but if the Orioles win a World Series I and, and I, I I can say it's my fifth contradiction that the oils winning the World Series would mean a little bit more to me than seeing the Bengals win
2: the Super Bowl. that's that's deep, bro. and and you know, as a Red Sox fan, obviously, I, I pay attention to the Os a lot. Um, I loved Adam Jones. Adam Jones, one of my favorite baseball players while he was in the league. I think he's over in Korea right now or Japan, if I'm not mistaken. I think the biggest mistake the Orioles made was obviously the Chris Davis contract. We all know that. I I think he's a clown. Mm -hmm. I think he's a scumbag. Um, But baseball right now, I mean, your passion, my passion, and it's good to hear. A lot of people look at me and, wow, man, you're into baseball, you know, because I I think I'm that generation that's kind of the last of the dying breed. And and for you, a a 20-year-old, you know, to still love baseball, it's rare right now. And I've been preaching baseball – is in a unique situation. I think that this is the deepest talent that baseball has ever had, and I grew up with Griffey and Bonds and Clemens and Schilling and A-Rod and Maddox and Glavin, and I can go on and on. But I just think when you have Bregman and Correa and Altuve and, and Acuna and Soto and Albies and Tatis and Trout and Otani, and I, I just think there's talent everywhere across the board. You have international talent with Soto and Otani. You have homegrown talent. You have all of this to market. And for some reason, you can't even get a fucking season started. It's it's sad. It's right. embarrassing. Uh, it frustrates me as a baseball fan. I think one of the biggest issues, and I, I told Doggy this, I told Shine this, and, and they laughed at me, is the service time. And the best example I can give you is the Rays played the Dodgers in the World Series a couple years ago. The Dodgers right. are going to be perennial World Series candidates year after year. Tampa, let's be honest, they're in our division, dude. They're not... They they've always been that cute regular season team that can't make it. They finally got there. They were holding on to the number 1 prospect in the world, Wander Franco. Instead of bringing him up, he has to be, I don't care. He's better than two bums you have platooning at third base in the World Series as a Tampa Bay Ray when you're not going to be back there again. Let's face it. And you have the number 1 prospect, he's 18 years old. I don't give a damn. The kid can hit. He has good vision. He has plate discipline. The Red Sox did this with Xander Bogarts, and it worked. He drew walks in the World Series, and we won the World Series. Wander Franco mm. is better than the two bums they had, and they didn't bring him up because of service time, because of future contractual issues, and it's just ridiculous. It's costing teams championships. It's costing teams. You can't even be relevant. You have the, the, the Royals who have a kid in Bobby Witt who is a stud, and he's out here kicking field goals during spring training because, one, season's not here. Two, he's stuck in some single-A redneck town in the middle of the country because they don't want to bring him <laughs> up. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, and we're diehard baseball fans, and I, I have kids. You're going to have kids one day. I want them to love this game the way we love the game, and baseball right. doesn't know how to get their head out of their ass. What do you think is the solution?
1: The solution with baseball uh, on top of fixing the service time issues. It's very, it's very simple. It's, it's two things: one, get rid of, one, kick Rob Manfred the hell out of the uh, commissioner's yes. seat, and se- And second, you you got to you got to institute a salary cap. You have to institute the salary cap. Now, I knew as you as a Red Sox fan may not like that because of the fact that you guys. You know get the certain advantages that me of the family the uh, lowly baltimore Orioles, doesn't get to have but for the good of the sport you have to implement the salary cap because in this day and age where you got so many things and so many other avenues that takes that takes your uh, that takes your entertainment and interest eye whether it's social media whether it's with these new TV shows on these different streaming platforms, on uh, of course the TV shows that that, that are on regular network television that people watches, you know the video games, uh, what, what Netflix, Hulu, uh, and, and then of course and then of course within the sports world, the NFL is king, and then the NBA is is a, is a is a is a, is a close is a close second. So, it's the, and, not, and not to mention and college football and college basketball have their, you know, of course, have their niches with, uh, you know, at, we, in every in every individual college town, you know, college basketball, you know, big D, you know, if, if you went to us, if you're a student at a certain school, an alumni of a certain school, or you just love college basketball in general, because of your tie-in to your love of March Madness. Also college basketball is going to be relevant. And of course college football is, uh, is never going to be as big as the NFL is, but it, but we all do the one reason why we love the NFL is because we love the game of football. And what happens, you see a lot of, you see a lot of, uh, of today's stars in national football. League get an opportunity to see them uh, uh, shine in college. And again, you live in a certain part of the country. Oh, it's a you're, religion. You're a it's a religion. Year, right. You live in a certain part of the country. You're in an alumni or a current or a current student. It's in college football is it, you know, it's it's a religion, it's a way of life. So you got all the other entertainment elements, plus the video games, plus social media. Plus, NBA and the NFL was rule king, and then of course the the niche sports, uh, the, the the sports that have their niche, you know, during a certain elements of the year in college basketball and college football, and then every once in a while, America uh, get their eyes get glued to the television to watch a UFC or to watch a celebrity boxing match. So they need interest into the salary cap, and you look at all the other sports. The NFL has a salary cap, <laughs> salary cap, NBA has it, NHL has it. And it's no secret why the NFL and the NBA and the NBA reigns supreme among other things, and the NFL or excuse me, and Major League Baseball remains in the toilet. One of the reasons why is is because of the salary cap. Everybody has a chance. Everybody has an opportunity to compete for a Super Bowl. Okay, the Green the Green Bay Pack the, the the Green Bay Packers of the world, the Cincinnati Bengals of the world, the Buffalo Bills of the world. All made the all made the playoffs. All won their division. All hosted home playoff games, and 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 had an equally um, and had an equal equal playing field and an equal chance to 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 win it to 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 go to to go to and win a Super Bowl. Now all three of them didn't, but you get the idea. They all had an opportunity once last month to compete to go to the. Super Bowl, same and 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 there and there and, uh, and and what they had to work with to comp- to put their roster together is it was equal to a T, equal to a T of what the L.A. Rams, the Dallas Cowboys, and um, give me another uh, big market team that competed in the playoffs, uh, Tampa Bay. And, Go ahead.
2: I said Tampa Bay, or you know, you just naming you know competitive teams that had, that had the rosters, yeah. and you know, I'm with you on the salary cap. Yeah, I'm with you on the salary cap 100. I I think, I mean, I get it from the Boston perspective. I would say that we are for some reason, and that actually pisses me off sometimes. We seem a little hesitant to do like what the Yankees would do. You know, for example, this year when they went and got Rizzo and Gallo, and I'm like, man, we're the Red Sox, let's do it. But I mean, as you see with Mookie Betts, I think a lot of it had to do with the culture in Boston and him wanting to get out of there for that reason. But a little bit had right. to do with money as well. And you know, when you lose a generational talent like that over a couple bucks when you're the Boston Red Sox, it gets frustrating. But I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, woe is me when when I'm talking to an Orioles fan who doesn't even get to to spend half of what we spend. So I'm with you on a salary cap. Another thing is just. The advancement and the adaption of the new players, and what I mean by that is, a couple years ago in the World Baseball Classic, Ian Kinsler and some guys were pissed off because the Dominican team was bat flipping and had a little flair. Man, bring that shit! Bring the bat flip! Bring the swag! Bring that! Bring the chains! Bring! Bring the shopping car! You know, the the laundry cart in the dugout. Like, bring excitement really? to the game because we're 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 adapting and we're 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 evolving as fans and. We want to be excited, and if that's what it takes, that would, that's what it takes, so I, I, I appreciate you for coming on. We're, we're getting close to, to running out of time here. I got one thing for you, though, and I know this is near and dear to your heart. You're in your prime. You're 20 years old. I see you every now and, not and then. Yet.
1: Not yet, not yet, but yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you, you get a little horny, man, <laughs> and I see you creeping on, on your girl, Joy Taylor, man. What's, what's the deal? That's wifey?
1: I, I wouldn't call it creeping. Uh, no, oh, no yeah. okay,
2: let me slide, sliding in the spaces, sliding in the yeah, spaces,
1: s- slide, yeah, sliding in the spaces. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I mean, you listen, i I'm, hey, I'm I ain't mad at you, on, bro. I'm knocking on the 20 years of age. Uh, yours truly, of course, is a uh, I, I classify myself as a fairly decent uh, young man and uh. You know, I see good looking women out there on the internet that I want to holler at and make, uh, and make it known that my eye is on them. I find them to be, uh, just beautiful, attractive uh, human beings. So I go out there and I shoot my shot and, uh, shoot my shot on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, if they, if they, you know, catch, catch hold of it and they like it and they like the attention and. The Joy Taylors of the world want to talk to me on Twitter Spaces. I'm uh, more than happy to oblige
0: that. Let's I mean, go. What can, what can I
1: say?
2: Let's go, Let's man. Go. That's my boy. You hear that, Joy Taylor and, and and Tiana Trump? I I see it, baby. I see it, man. I see you out there, Joy. You working, bro? And look it, five ten years from now, when you on the new Amazon broadcast of Thursday Night Football, Joy Taylor gonna be sliding into your space, bro. And you gonna be like, hey, girl, you had your shot. You had your shot. You, pass, you passed up now. I got some new ones. It was you in 2022, and you ain't seen me, girl. I was shooting. So I appreciate it, Jai. Always a pleasure, yeah. man. I want to do this again. I am I appreciate everything, and I look forward to doing this again, bro. But it was fun, man.
1: 100% uh, Enjoy myself, Chad. One other thing, just making the quick point about the salary cap. You know, one of the beauties, and Peter Schrager said this on Good Morning Football, and I'll be real brief. He said it on Good Morning Football leading up to the Super Bowl. One of the beauties of, that, of the Super Bowl matchup that we got a few weeks ago was the fact that it was a little old Midwestern Cincinnati, Ohio. You know, with the frugal owner, no practice facility, the stadium isn't isn't exactly, you know, sexy or pristine or, or, or quote-unquote state-of-the-art. That and little old Cincinnati Bengals found a way in the Super Bowl, and the and on the flip side, the flashy, sexy, glitzing glamour of the Los Angeles Rams also happened to meet them in the game too. Now I understand in baseball, we kind of got that, we kind of got that a few years ago in 2020 with the Rays Dodgers, but 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 you but you you know but but you knew, you knew that that this could have been a possibility like 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 they, they can match up again. They can match up again in the Super Bowl next year, you after that, or 10, 15 years from now, they'll shoot teams match up in the Super Bowl again, and they both are playing on a level playing field. With with Dodgers' race, it was, you know, the Dodgers, they've been to the World Series so many times, you know, it's it's, it's expected of them, and the Rays kind of, you know, got fortunate and got lucky because, you know, dealing with the uh, – I guess you kind of say like the mediocrity of the American League of that funky 60-game regular season. But that's one of the reasons why that Super Bowl that we got was so – at least going into was so special is because you had a little Midwestern Cincinnati, Ohio going up against Big Bad, the glitz and glamour of Los Angeles, California. And you know what brings that? Salary cap. Baseball needs to take notes.
2: Facts, bro. Facts. I appreciate you, man. We'll get with you. And thank you for doing this. You got it, man. Well, we have another surprise for the people. I, I feel like Eddie Erickson here switching collars. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, <laughs> Mr. Mike in the OC. What's going on, Mike?
0: Chad, this is amazing. This is the first time we've actually talked. People probably won't believe that. Because yeah. we're <laughs> rabid, mad dog callers. We're in chat groups, blah, blah, blah. We both live in Southern California. I've been holed up due to the pandemic for 10 years. You've been, you know, doing your thing, but hey, it's awesome, man. Thanks for having me on.
2: Yeah, I, people don't know this. I actually had to get vaccinated before Mike gave me his phone number. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, can't I, had it's, to
0: get 10 vaccines. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had a good a, one, man. No, <laughs> that's so it's, it's nice of you to join me in kibitz a little bit, hey, as you good. would say. But uh, All good. Kibitz, I, yes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, look, Mike, I'm going to tell you what your prom day <laughs> told you in, in 75, <laughs> man. You got 10 minutes, bro. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: hey, that's about right. I was 14 then. That oh, boy. my
2: God. Hey, uh, so you said you are at the yeah. hardware store. You're yeah. A, I didn't know you were a handyman. I didn't know you were a handyman. What's that? I said, Say I again? Didn't, I said, I didn't know you were a handyman. You're at the hardware store. Oh uh, No,
0: no. I, I'm not a handyman whatsoever. The only thing I'm handy at, Chad, is talking about sports. Oh, I know this that. That's my voice. I mean, my, my wife, she's better. I had to get something. She'll help me put. It. I'm not good at all at this stuff. You know what? I've always called people. That's kind of the way we do things. You know, my heritage. I like to call up and get it fixed. Come on over. What do you want? Here's the money. Uh, yeah, I'm not very. I'm not very handy. What can I tell you? But I, I try. I try, Chad.
2: I was gonna say that, I but I was, I was gonna let you say that. I, I, I'm only on episode. <laughs> I'm only on episode three. I didn't want to get canceled this early.
0: Ah, but, I heard the first two. I thought you're done. Maybe after two, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought you guys were teetering. <laughs> Hysterical, man. So everyone, funny, though. Everyone
2: knows you're a SoCal yeah. diehard. You you wear you know you wear the colors bright and proud. Shout out to the yeah. Rams, big Super Bowl. Thanks, I I man. got some you Thanks, know brother. got the old school questions for you. So before we get into yeah. some more of the sports, what do you think is more impressive, Wilt Chamberlain scoring a yeah. hundred <laughs> points, or Wilt Chamberlain having sex with twenty thousand women? <laughs>
0: Oh, that's it? The 100 or the 20? God, yeah. they're both pretty incredible. Was it 20 or 10? I guess it was 20. I mean, uh, what yeah. can I tell you about? Chad, I could do a whole hour on Will. I mean, are you kidding me? I saw the guy. I saw Will play at the form. That's the old I am, man. I'm old as F. I, mean, I saw Will. I saw Jerry. I saw Elgin. Yeah, Will had all the women. He made his cross-country trips back and forth from L.A. to New York in a Corvette going as fast as he can, but... The 100, the 100, Chad, I'm telling you, that's what, 62, the 100, holding up the placard, Harvey Pollock, the Sixers PR guy got it. A lot of people don't believe it. It happened. I wasn't there, though, but I'm pretty sure it happened. That is impressive. No, look, 100 and Kobe's 81, right? That's it. Yeah,
2: that's, that's that, the closest anybody's come. So you weren't there for the 100-point game. Were you there for any of the 20,000 women?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I might have been nearby just because I live in Southern California. So maybe just by proximity, I was going to get, like, a little Nosh, a little deli. And who knows, Wilt maybe is bouncing around. Now, Wilt lived in Bel Air. Here he had a huge house in Bel Air, out-of-control mansion. Santa Monica Mountains, too. I know, there's all sorts of Wilt stories. You know, He used to come to practice in his sandals and bathing suit because he loved the beach. He loved beach volleyball. He'd show up to practice. They'd wait for Wilt to get the sand off his feet so he could, uh, you know, practice with the Lakers. An absolute legend. It's Babe Ruth-like. The story oh, I mean, about what, what
2: are you going to do? Oh what are you going to do? It's out of control. I got another hard-hitting. <laughs> I, I did some hard-hitting journalism for you, Mike. So I got another one for you. <laughs> if Magic Johnson played in a small yeah. market, would he have still got HIV? <laughs>
0: Magic. You know what? If we're going to have a miniseries, right, coming up on that, on the Lakers show. That was a wild times, man. I hear some of that. I read the book. Showtime, I mean, you hear the stories. I mean, it, it was pretty crazy, obviously. Magic roped off, whatever, you know, all sorts of things going on. Offices. but That's the time. Jerry Buss, the Lakers of the 80s, the Showtime, it all fits. So, yeah, I'm sure LA had a lot to do with it. But, man, you, you talk about a kid from East Lansing. What a culture shock. I mean, right? Here yeah, he is, he, man. I he, mean,
2: come on. He's, Crazy. Seen some, he's seen some L.A.S. and got to it. I, I, that, oh, If that, was, was, if that was, happened in today's I'll game. I give Cookie. She stayed with them, though. Yeah. Cookie
0: stayed with them. I he, mean, he, incredible woman.
2: Yeah, she's in that know? bank account. Incredible.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Thank, uh, thank God Irvin survived. He's my favorite. You know, Chad, I'm just thankful he survived all these years. Thrive, businesses, whatever. That was a dark day when he made that announcement in '91, man. I'm yeah, I
2: mean, if it whew. was if it was today's game, he'd be playing in a mask. I mean, they
0: would have told him to put the mask on if yeah. he on the court. Triple backs, mask, the whole <laughs> bit. Oh my God, what an error, though! Oh, what an error for basketball. So, yeah,
2: you know, Jai, he was on before you, uh, my friend, he, yeah, my boy. He's he's a good kid. We got into Joy Taylor. Yeah. I know you've seen him on uh, Twitter, and he has quite a thing for Joy Taylor. Uh, Who's
0: DM oh, God, is in? Mike for Joy Taylor? Oh, he Damn, loves Mike, Joy Taylor. Right. God, he's <laughs> just so horny, I guess the word. I mean, I tell him, she's what? I Joy's mean, 19, she's what? What is she, 30-something? Hey, man. I don't know. He likes the he mature not women. He will give it up.
2: He doesn't like the young ones. He likes the mature ones. So I Yeah, mean... he
0: likes the... Look, she's a beautiful woman. I get it. I told him she has a wedding. We're going, all of us, Chad. Me, you, Dr. Falcon... <laughs> curve could you imagine that wedding could you imagine that reception with all the math talk listeners (laughs) babjack
2: i'm gonna tell you right now uh joy taylor is 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 a real woman so jai he's gonna have to get his numbers up he don't want to disappoint joy taylor now you can't just go in there and slide in you can't you're not hitting a home run you're first at bat michael you know, you gotta you gotta get a couple bunts down. Yeah, you gotta go to right field a he's little bit. the
0: Baltimore. Nice folks, they go to church. So sometimes you have to get out and then kind of you know sow some oats, I suppose, as they say. All right, so, so we'll uh, have to see how that
2: goes. There's there's a there's another uh, you know cut start bench. You got that. So we got fuck, marry, kill, oh, Mike. Start bench cut. Yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Start bench cut, fuck, marry, kill. Yeah. However you want to do it. I got three for you. you. I don't. I don't know what you're gonna do here. I'm gonna put you in a pickle. You got Mike Trout, right. LeBron, and Otani.
0: Wait, Mike Trout, who and Otani? LeBron, your boy. Oh, start bench cut. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> this guy. Well, you know what? You probably know where I'm going with this. I wow, that is tough. I'm still starting Trout. I'm benching Otani and cut LeBron. <laughs> oh, get out of my team. I, I, I know that's probably stupid, but. I love my Angels, Chad. You know I love my – listen, I love what LeBron's done for us, but, man, do I love my Angels since 1970 with Nolan Ryan on the hill. Shit, it's out of control. i seen Trout, Otani's. It's amazing. I tell you, the Trout or Otani the can go either way, right? But, yeah, I, I'm going to go with my Angels on that one. Sorry, LeBron. It's all good, brother.
2: I, I love it, man. I, you know, you actually surprised me. You're one of the only Laker fans, and I get it. You're, you're, you're old school, yeah. so you you have yeah. an appreciation for the entire you know franchise with, with Magic yeah. and Kareem. But yep. you know, people my age, dude. When when you guys got LeBron, they were fucking yeah. pissed. They don't like I LeBron. Know. It's like a rivalry. They wanted the Kobe LeBron finals for years. It's I mean mm-hmm. you know how it is in LA. Kobe. I mean this is before his unfortunate passing. Kobe is a god. Yeah. It goes yep. Lakers, Kobe, Dodgers, and then I R U Raiders over your. I'm sorry <laughs> over your Rams. But Kobe I is hear you, LA. I know,
0: man. So for it's you true. to come out,
2: true. for you to come out and, and kind of defend LeBron when he's pulling this shit, I know he won you guys a ring, but we yeah. all expected this. This is who he is. This is his character. I blame. Yep. I honestly blame the media. I blame his. You know, he was he was yeah. a star before he was ready to be a star. He was too young. He was he's kind of like a childhood actor. He's Macaulay Culkin. I mean, and you, know, you see how those exactly. guys. You see how they turn out. They're not ready. They're not mature enough to be in the limelight. LeBron had chosen one on his back at 14, 15 years old. Crazy. And I just think he's kind of an odd dude. And he won you guys a ring. and I would take it in Denver in a heartbeat. Right. But I just – I expected this. And it's kind of horseshit in my opinion that he's doing this. And I think what really should have been the tip of the iceberg is the – well, Cleveland has two all-stars, but I'm the third. I mean, you, you got to be – if you're a Lakers fan, man, Kobe would never – and if Kobe was still here, I would have loved to see the look in Kobe's eyes the next day when he seen LeBron. And that would have been a stare down <laughs> for the ages.
0: You know, Chad, with LeBron's interesting. Very complicated. I mean, it's a life like no other, an NBA career like no other. We've never seen this over 19 season. I mean, the dude is still playing well. At 37, it's crazy what he could do. But it is an unusual life. Limelight is a team you talked about, it, sports Illustrated, whatever it is. But you know what's interesting, Chad? I was thinking about this today about LeBron. He could actually go down. He's going to go down as either number one or two the greatest player, right? He's, he's right up there. But maybe not a Lakers legend, if you think about it, right? He won a title. He may not get more, but he's not Kobe. He's not Magic. He's not Kareem. To be a Lakers legend, you got to have some longevity. you got to be beloved. you got to be kind of an icon in the sense of playing for the Lakers. It just may not happen for him because he hasn't been there long enough i was thinking about that it could really hold true he's not going to replace a lot of those guys i'm thankful he won his title and who knows what we what he's got left but it's a very complicated relationship that lebron james has with everybody and every team and you know the corporation coming over here kobe his a palinka uh shaq Leonard Armado, his agent jerry who knows what you know these guys it wasn't much of anything lebron is a whole team coming over clutch sport it's a whole different dynamic very complicated. I mean right? if
2: you wanna if you wanna rate Lakers and their greatness, I, I put LeBron between Rick Fox and Mark Madsen. I, I
0: think he slides in <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Remember no. Mark dancing at the parade? Oh that uh, was he awful. Awesome. Hey his, Rick Rick uh, had a just, nice thing going on. Here. I just I bet, said, bet on a those game. Those top the other Lakers, day. I mean the top Lakers are the top players in the history of the league. I, I, you know, that's a that's a crazy thing about it. I think I bet.
2: And and this is gonna be hilarious. I bet Utah yeah. Valley versus Chicago State the other night, and I was watching it on my phone on some bootleg <laughs> website. And Mark Matson's the coach. He's the coach of Utah Valley. Oh, where? At where? Utah Valley. Really? I didn't know team, that. They covered. He was so- with the
0: Lakers for a
2: bit. Yeah, coaching. he was he was uh, coaching. Yeah, so he he's a head coach. He, taught, he has a good program. I mean, you know, for that's in their conference.
0: But all right, hey, so uh, that's cool. You Remember that he spoke in Spanish at the parade. School? Absolutely nuts. <laughs> oh, he he's, at the he's celebration. a legend. He's a legend. Oh my God, he's a legend. Yeah, so based so, uh, on that, he's a legend. So <laughs>
2: when went over your team. Yeah, that's we'll so kind you. of wild. Yeah. We'll have you back on for sure. Uh, I guess one yeah, last man. thing for you to, to kind of wrap this up tonight. You guys got what a big got? game. UCLA, you guys win tonight, or does Oregon take care of business?
0: Oh, that's a big one. You know what? I think we – is everybody back tonight? They've had some weird injuries. Juzang fell off a scooter. Tiger got a game suspension for, I don't know, what the hell, violation of team rules. If everybody's in there, I think we can take it tonight. It's always a great game between the Ducks and the Bruins, you know. We're getting towards March. You can't wait, man. I can't wait going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, you see has another run like they did last year, which is incredible. Oh, so was incredible. So, I'd love to see it. It was so. amazing. It was oh God, amazing. Last I, know, year. I know. What a, what a year. It. So, yeah, I mean, you yeah, guys are it.
2: I'll be tuning into the game. Um, like I said, we went a little longer with Jai. Uh, he was just gushing oh, up with Joy Taylor, but, uh, man, it was fun
0: having you. <laughs> you I guys are did... talking about Joy Taylor for like a half an no, hour? No, no. How, how much giving... sports? How much was Joy? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: nah, it, was, it wasn't much joy. I think he had to get off Once I brought her up, he had to get off and, and go shower or something, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I can't wait to hear that on my list. I'm gonna
0: let you go. Oh Chad, you got a good thing going. Anytime you need me, there, you know where I am. You got the number. You know I'm just chilled in the OC, doing a little work called Mad Dog twenty five hours a day. It's all good.
2: Alright, cool. And I got a hazmat suit coming in on Amazon, so once I get that, maybe you'll hang out with me once.
0: <laughs> yeah, we gotta hang. This is ridiculous, man. You're an incredible sports fan, incredible guy, incredible dad, incredible husband. Think the world of you, my friend. All right, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, Michael, you're you're too kind, buddy. Hey, man, that was fun. I think this episode was awesome. Shout out to Jai. Shout out to Mike and the OC. I don't know if you guys caught that. Mike and the OC said shit, so I would, accompl- I would say I accomplished something tonight. That's a big win for the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back. Um, shout out to my brother, Huck, once again. Man, can't wait to get back on with you. Love you, buddy. Uh, Route69 Podcast signing off. Thank you, guys. Love, everybody.